Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Hugh. And you are listening to That'll Teach You. Hi, Jane. Hi, Hugh. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Excited for another episode. Yeah, I have to say, we've been spending a lot of time together recording these, and now we are aggressively close to the microphone, too. I guess so. I I mean... (laughs) I said excited about another episode and you're like, yeah, we've been spending a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. You know? hmm. I am very excited to welcome our new guest. We have Miss Laura Kate here with us. So hi, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so so we know that there are a lot of NQTs out there who have so many questions, even just you know, so much anxiety. Like, I don't know about you, Hugh, but like my NQT year, oh, just like the... I'd say I didn't sleep <laughs> a lot of a lot of my NQT year just just with a yeah just the I suppose excitement as well as you know yeah, the anxiety. There's, there's a lot of just sort of not necessarily winging it, but being like, oh right, okay, you know, like you you things come up that you don't necessarily expect, but yeah, but you kind you almost are winging it a little bit, aren't mm. you? You're kind of faking it till you make it almost you know yeah absolutely i mean i'm <laughs> still doing that okay that's that's you every day <laughs> do we ever stop yeah yeah <laughs> but i know you know i think we're all in a position now where we can look back and you know i feel like you put so much worry over your nqt year and the reality is it's actually grand yeah. so you know we yeah. have laura on today to you know talk um about her nqt experience um, and even just like the challenges you faced but yeah do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us your background laura yeah so my name is miss laura kate on instagram but i just go by laura in real life i will be teaching a special class this year but i have experience with literally every class every class setting um, I have a background in early childhood, so I did my degree in that, and then I went and worked with kids for like five years. So I think this is like my ninth year working with children. Uh-huh. So you know, I'm getting on. You know, <laughs> but that's great. It is though, but I think that that experience kind of helps me as well with my NQT year. You know, because I was kind of going into it blind, like you said. You kind of don't really know what you're doing, but I I do feel like my experience helped me. You know, I can't imagine someone that was like coming fresh from leaving sir or you know from a law degree or something into this and i can't imagine how hard i think i feel like it definitely was harder for those kind of people you know he, <laughs> he was just like oh. everything's hard for <laughs> no, me no no but to be fair you have you also have a lot of experience with the kids sorry for throwing you under the bus there you right. um but no you're dead right like you know when you can use the experience from previous roles in the classroom like yeah. that's really what adds to your value as a teacher absolutely yeah definitely yeah but then again with different different backgrounds different experiences you know that you're bringing into the classroom you know like different degrees you know it's not just Mm. i know early childhood prepped me for working with kids but i'm sure like other other degrees will prep you in other ways you know for working with kids and you know bringing things in yeah i find that representing criminals has given me a real uh knack for dealing with small children you know teaching them morals what's the difference you know exactly exactly (laughs) you know very good and so what class did you teach in your nqt year Sorry, I should just say as well, we keep saying NQT. Um, oh. For people who may not be teachers who are listening, you're very welcome and thank you for listening. We do mean newly qualified teachers. So it's it's yes. generally in yes. your first year of teaching. So for my NQT year, I was actually in an SET slash EAL role. Which so is? Kind of a bit of <laughs> so, so SET, 
stands for special education teacher so you're basically taking kids out in small groups you're you know you might go into the classroom and do team teaching and then for eal that stands for english as an additional language so i was working predominantly with children who were coming from different areas of the country or of, of the world i should say mm. and they had you know varying levels of english and then i would teach them so that was a bit unconventional for my nqt year but it was it was good it was really insightful and I suppose, so w- w- when you were in EAL, was that in small group settings or one, one-to-one? Yeah, so it, we did mostly small group settings. So I kind of grouped them ability-wise and then literally we just had the best crack teaching them things. Like at the start of the year, it was really like awkward, you know, because there's mm. not much kind of back and forth. But by the end of the year, like the kids would be saying like, oh my God. And like, you know, all these like colloquialisms. Like, so like, and I feel that that was kind of nice though, because you could kind of see the difference between the start of the year being like very little conversation. And then towards the end, it was like we were having jokes. And I feel like if you can joke in a different language, you have that language, like, yeah. you know. And I think you can really rely on the other kids to help you out because they don't find the yeah. same awkwardness that we do. I remember working in a in a camp a few years back and there were kids from all different countries and the kids from who weren't from Ireland or the UK didn't speak English and we we had Italian and Irish boys in our group. And I remember after 5 days one of the Irish but they were going home and one of the Irish boys was really upset and he said you know, and he mentioned one of the Italian boys and he said, he's my best friend. And I was like, you, don't even, you can't even speak the same language. But like, they still yeah. had that connection. So I think you've yeah. really got to rely on the kids there. Yeah. They know how to, to talk to talk to other kids, even if there is a language but barrier But see, they there. can connect through play, which is huge as well. Mm. You know, that you like you can do nonverbal play. You just you really don't have to connect on a language basis. Yeah. So I think that's the amazing thing about children is you can like, pass them a ball and then all of a sudden you're best friends because you're playing ball you know and whereas with us it's very based on language and communication you know we could learn a lot from children really yeah yeah, we really can i suppose about finding different ways to communicate you know yeah and i suppose the interesting thing is obviously it happens every year that you're going to have kids in your class from different countries and different backgrounds i suppose there was quite a sudden influx of a lot of ukrainian children coming in in the last year or so which I suppose there you were dealing with people who had not planned to be here, who were coming in with no English whatsoever. I mean, would you have any tips for, because obviously you're trying to teach them the whole curriculum, and yet Mm -hmm. you're also trying to focus on, yeah, just communication and socialization. I mean, do you have tips for how to approach that for for newly qualified teachers, or indeed for... (laughs) For all teachers. Oldly qualified (laughs) teachers. Yeah. Yeah, well definitely. Well, um I don't know if you know this, but there is actually a curriculum for EAL children that runs alongside our base curriculum. So it really like splits it up into very basic things, you know, like like myself, my school, my family, you know, it's it's just very basic and it kind of runs alongside the natural curriculum. So it's it's a lot easier to kind of look at that and be like okay I'm gonna go by these themes and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna like swing them in and kind of integrate them into the rest of the subjects and that kind of thing but my my biggest tip would definitely be to play (laughs) you know learn from the kids as we were saying but I I used to play loads of games with them I used to play guess who when we were learning about myself we would play guess who and and it started off with uh red hair and then it would go to, does your character have red hair? You know, you build on the language, mm-hmm. but they were having so much fun that they didn't even realize what was going on. Like, and they were describing features and then they were able to talk about themselves and their friends in that same way. But like, it's, it's almost like you're tricking them into learning because yeah. it's through play and they just don't realize. Like, it's great. What That's teaching is though. Tip. Yeah. Trick Com- them. Completely. And even I was teaching sixth class last year and I remember at some point, 
oh, just one of the girls was saying something about, you know, not liking lessons or something like this. And she was like, oh, I like it when we do whatever it was. And I was like, but that was a lesson. And she was like, was it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know the secret now, you know, <laughs> everything's a lesson. We had this long running discussion because the, the world population hit 8 billion at some point last November. And I was very excited about this and tried to get my class very excited. But you sort of, you know, you, you check in on it every every few days or every few weeks and you're asking them things about it. And yeah, you're doing SPHE, you're doing geography, you're doing history, you know, you're doing mm -hmm. English, you're doing maths, you're doing everything there. Whereas they're just like, oh my God, when's it going to get to the really big number? You know, but you can you can find all these different things. And I suppose there again, goes back to what you're talking about, the different strengths that people bring. You know, yeah. me being a massive nerd and loving weird statistics like that, hopefully I can find <laughs> some sort of interest for the children in that. Well, speaking of speaking of that, you'll have to tell the listeners about the pie, about pie, about your your girl who you. Oh yeah, well I. <laughs> speaking of statistics and nerd. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. So obviously, I, I genuinely thought you were talking about a pie, the food. <laughs> the pie had been <laughs> the dinner. Pie done. outside. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to tell them about that. I just say their pie, so that's the what made pie. it confusing. My apologies. Pie the number, you know, which which uh, we we all know, or probably all know, as 3.14. Um, I encouraged my kids to try and learn as many digits of it as they could, because obviously it goes on forever. It's an irrational mm -hmm. number, so yeah. it's like 3.141592, etc. And um, that was a bit of a flex there yeah, in case just, anybody was wondering. Whatever, you know. <laughs> How many do you know, Hugh? <laughs> I could have added on 5358 five, if I'd wanted to. You know, I, it's funny because I have another podcast, which I'll plug here, Legitimate Likes, which is a comedy podcast. But we did an episode about maths and we had a mathematician on and I was telling him about this as well. And he was like, the most complicated maths in the world does not require you really to go beyond 3.14. So what you're doing isn't very necessary. But anyway. <laughs> I I challenged the kids in my class. I said, if you can learn a hundred digits of pi, you can get a night off homework. Or in fact, you can get a night off homework for the whole class, because obviously not all kids are going to be able to have that sort of memory skill. And there's one kid who came in a couple of days later, said, OK, Mr. O'Connor, I've got hundred digits. And uh, she did it. She recited it for me. And then a week later, she came back and she had 200 digits. A few days later, she had 300 digits. Now, I did say to her, I, eventually I have to start giving homework again. You know, there's only so much I can give off. But you know what? She was a girl and she was always very good at maths, but really found a, a level of sort of confidence and, and stuff in doing an activity like that, which in itself, obviously, is not the most important activity. You're not going to need to know 300 digits of pi, but it gave her a little way into to just like she she performed it for other classes she, in the school she came you know up to my class and even like she just she it was such a, a mark of pride for her like she yeah. was she was yeah. chuffed with herself and then all, all of the girls in my yeah. class were just like they were just astounded oh. so it was incredible yeah. it was and, a great but you know when she's older she's gonna have a really good party trick <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly just like you <laughs> and also yeah. but and also she because she went into one of the third class classes and did it for them and then one of the girls in that class got really interested in it and then did a whole assembly about pi do you remember wow. that you know so there's and then they feel like they're inspiring others as well you know so there's so many yeah, different definitely. and that all comes from me just again being weird and liking numbers you yeah know? bringing your interests into the class exactly yeah. bringing your experience yeah <laughs> yeah so when when we think about our nqt year i suppose what should NQT teachers be expecting? I feel like a lot of people would have that question. I think even myself, 
God, like if I had heard what I should be expecting, I think I would have been in a, in a different boat. But I don't know. Do you have any ideas about what um, NQTs can expect or even challenges they might they may face? Yeah, definitely. I know for myself, the main thing was like getting my head around planning. Mm. Like I just had no idea. And I feel like I like I've seen all these things online about it and it was just so overwhelming. I almost needed someone to like break it down for me into like bite sized chunks. And I remember asking the other teachers and they would just be like, oh, it's just this. And I was like, but, but what is that? Tell me more, yeah. It's actually really, like, when you first start, I feel like after a couple of years, you almost forget where you started. You forget how hard these things were for you or how hard it was for you to find the answers to some things, like, you know. So for me, it was definitely the planning. But I also think that um, kind of go, you kind of almost go in expecting to be, like, judged like you were on your inspections mm. in your placement and it's really just not like that you know and especially you know if you're doing your drift you will be getting like little observations and stuff but it's just not the same it's really not as bad i know for myself i just thought it was going to be the worst thing ever like <laughs> i know i don't know did you feel the same in your nqt year yeah i think the i think that the real thing about planning that i would say is you have to remember that like your plans are meant to help you you know like when you go into if you're studying and you're doing your plans for placement or for an assignment like you kind of have to fill it you know those lesson plans and I mean god the first placement the lesson plans take so long in oh, college you know and then by the end of it by the by, by the time you're finishing up their grant you know but there of course those plans are still to help you but they're also to show your inspectors and your you know, examiners that you understand how the curriculum works. Whereas when you're writing a plan, a weekly plan, say for for when you're when you're actually teaching, it's to help you. You know, it's 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 you you need to set out the yeah. plan in the way that will work for you. Now you still need to have a plan for how you're going to differentiate, how you're going to assess, obviously all those different things. But I think you have to you shouldn't really be looking and I know with Drihid you do have to do a particular plan, but you know, you shouldn't really be looking to say, oh what what would someone else hear what, what does someone else want in my plans? You should be saying, how is this going to yeah. help me teach the students here, you know? Yeah. And I think as well, it's important to know that your plans are a working document, you know, so they can change and you can add things and you can change things as you go along. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to stick to it 100%. Like, you know, that's what your Kuntus Misul is for. You know, you can say, okay, well, this didn't work. And, you know, you change things up. And I suppose mm. with experience, you kind of come to learn like, oh, what your class you know what their abilities are can they get this done in 20 minutes or whatever you know where where they are at you know but I think yeah I think the main thing I kind of thought going into it that the plans were like I have to do everything that's in my plans and then if something came up naturally you know like I don't know what for example whatever would come up you know if if someone came in and they were like oh we're at the circus or someone came back from Italy or something and you want to integrate that but it's like oh well it's not in my plans you know but you can actually change things you know it's a working document and you can kind of bring in the child's interest as it comes up and then you can just say you know write on your plans you know didn't get this done or whatever do this next month or whatever it is like you know and I think the biggest change as well from doing your PME is that you don't have to fit every little detail into a theme yeah you know all these sub themes that we have to squeeze everything into like how are you going to relate PE to Italy you know these kind of things I think that thing is you kind of obviously thematic planning is a thing and and it is helpful for some people but like you don't have to squash everything into this theme and make it work for you if it doesn't make sense just you know do what works for you and your class at the end of the day I remember when I was doing the PME in Hibernia and uh, like the first the first placement I was doing like my lesson plans I literally wrote in like I will then walk around the room and observe how the children are. <laughs> <laughs> like I think you can assume you're going to do that, yeah. you know? Like no, yeah. 
exactly. it, but it is so funny when you think back to the plans that you did in in teacher training in college like oh my god you would slave over mm. those plans yeah. now yeah. and there is a value to that you know there is a value oh. so for people who are doing that at the moment we're not saying like they're not worthwhile because they are and like i say you, you definitely learn by the time you're doing your final placement you're either you're writing them very yeah. quickly yeah it's so funny though like when you think back to teacher training college god like that was that was hard yeah. <laughs> to anyone who's yeah. going through teacher training college like i honestly say so i went back as a mature student and and i went back to the b-ed um, because i hadn't finished my degree in ucd I have to say it was probably one of the hardest things I ever had yeah, to do. Like I remember one of my placements, I was at home for it and my mum came into my bedroom. So I'm from Tipperary. My mum came into my bedroom at about 11 p.m. But I feel like we could all relate to this and any teachers who are listening can also relate to this. My mum came into my bedroom. I was on, on a, or in a ball on the floor crying with half cut out and half laminated resources around me and like the laptop open and just like sobbing quietly and my mum was just like is this what teaching is and at the time I remember saying yeah but but now like no it is not what teaching is at all (laughs) no definitely not and everyone is there to support you you know the other teachers are there to support you ask your questions get to know people magpie ideas like i think i feel like instagram is a great place to kind of magpie your ideas yeah but also like and this is one of my huge nqt tips is photocopy things so if you see another teacher with like a template for for art or something you can be like oh i really like that can i photocopy it even if you're not going to use the free of the class you have now just to have it for the future or you know you can change it up in some sort of way but just to almost kind of like build up your own resources Mm. and kind of you know have a folder for that and you know then you know that you have a few things you can look back on for the start of the year like oh that teacher did that or you know different seasons or different holidays you know yeah and what i'd say there is it doesn't even have to be from your class level because you can use it in a different way depending on what it is and i mean you're very polite to ask i've sometimes just been in the office and i see stuff that people have printed i'm like oh i'm gonna take one of those (laughs) you need an extra copy now because i'm taking this (laughs) but yeah because because something that might be you know uh uh I don't know, it could be a, a straightforward reading comprehension for a younger class. You could turn that into some sort of poetry work for, for an older class, you know, so you can find all yeah, sorts of different uh, different resources are not. They're, very little is fixed at one age, I think, you know, you can use so much. Yeah. What else do, did you find any other challenges in your NQT year? Anything that you didn't expect that looking back now you think, OK. Yeah, well, looking back, I definitely found like the first month. I thought I was like, I got this, I'm handling this so well. But then the second month I was like, whoa, no, I got this now. And then the third month I was like, yeah, I got this now. I I always thought I had it. I didn't know, I never really had it. But you know, as, as the months were going on, I was getting to know the kids more. I was getting to know the school and the routines. And you kind of just settle, you find your feet, you know? And I feel like that happened like every term I was saying that you know so I was constantly finding my feet everything was getting better I was really settling in but like it does take time and especially you know you might be in a new school there might be different teachers you know it might be bigger school smaller school whatever the setting you're in if you're in mainstream or whatever it might just be different to what you've experienced in the past so you know take your time to settle in like that was one of the main things that I just didn't do I just kind of you know hit the ground running and thought I was doing great but like I probably was I was doing all right like you know but like as I progressed I was like oh 
now I'm doing it right. You know, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when, when I think back on, um, in my NQT year, I wish I, I wish I just didn't put so much pressure on myself. Like, you know, what you're saying is really resonating because, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like every single week you gain more confidence and you just enjoy your class so much more. Now in saying that, um, you know, it's not that I didn't enjoy it the first couple of weeks, but I definitely let the, the, the stress um, overcome those emotions a little bit. And the reality is, you know, anyone who who is well hopefully anyone who is just after becoming a teacher likes working with children and loves being around children so you know you should just enjoy <laughs> it so. but you should you, 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 yeah you just need to enjoy it because the reality is that that's your class only for a short period like the year goes yeah. so fast I think you just need to not let the stress bother you too much the rea- like. yeah, yeah absolutely and focusing yeah. on the relationship you have with the children mm-hmm. and the rapport you have because yeah. again it goes back to what laura was saying earlier about you know using other people's resources like of course you'll teach them things that other teachers can't and particularly in sese and sphe you have so much scope there but like you're not going to revolutionize the way uh, fractions are taught or you know long division is yeah. taught so don't try and reinvent the wheel with your plans and your lessons yeah. like do things that have been done before and that work but what you're bringing to it is your relationship with the kids and your knowledge of the kids that's the important part that's what makes you a good teacher you know yeah rule number one as you go into your nqt year i know you have curriculum goals to hit but you also have a classroom full of children in front of you that they might be scared you know, they might be a bit nervous, they, they might be, you know, whatever they're feeling. And it's just important to sit down, start that relationship from the get go. I don't know if you've ever heard this whole don't smile until after Christmas thing. Oh, Where did that come from? No. I hate that. No. I really dislike that. Yeah, I don't know where that came it's, from. That's but not, I, I just told I mean, you. That's not what we're about. Smile the minute they get there. I'll tell no, you where it came from. It came room. from a system that used to hit kids. You yeah. know, that's where it came oh, from. So I'm sure. no, that makes a lot of sense. Oh. Yeah. It's horrible though. Do you know? You really took us from such a inspirational and you know, as I was <laughs> listening to you, I was like, God, you know, that's so fabulous and all this, and then horrified. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. I just hate that. I just I yeah. really disagree with that like no. you know and I hope teachers aren't like living by that rule anymore but, I know like, I think in this day and age develop positive relationships yeah no and yeah. there are teachers who are still stricter than other teachers and that's fine you know mm-hmm. but I mean the the strict yeah. the strict you know caring teachers are, are just as good as the as the less strict caring teachers but yeah ultimately yeah, yeah the kids you know if the kids are happy if the kids are content and feel supported and feel safe they'll learn and if they're not they they won't you know and I suppose the other thing is they're all going to learn in different ways you know not every child is going Mm -hmm. to be able to do every single thing that you teach and that's okay too you know you just have to find the best way you can of of moving them forward and progressing them through their education yeah god every every now and then you have such a great little uh, nugget of wisdom it's like a huge (laughs) nugget of wisdom of the day (laughs) god if there was one a day I'd be doing well that's gonna make it onto Instagram (laughs) (laughs) oh god thanks so much for coming on Laura Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our chats. No, it was great. So we really appreciate it. And, you know, I think for for any NQTs listening, I think, you know, you're a wealth of knowledge. And I'm going to refer them also to your Instagram, which is Miss Laura Kate. Give her a like, give her a follow. <laughs> but no, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and yeah, just sharing your knowledge oh, with thank us. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I suppose what I'd ask our listeners to do is, given that we are still a very new podcast, please do recommend us to any teachers or student teachers whom you know, or indeed anyone who you think might find it interesting, parents as well. Do you know what would be a great idea? In the next 
staff meeting. <laughs> when there is um, is it AOB, any other business, please put your hand up. Say, I, I have a podcast to yeah. recommend. Everyone needs to listen to That'll Love Teach that. You. That's one of our school goals for the year, is to listen to every episode. No, but please do, because we'd like to... I mean, one thing we've learned from recording the first half dozen or so episodes is... I think, I'm not sure we realized how much we were going to learn by doing this podcast, but there's so much experience out there that we are trying to share, and hopefully this can be a platform for that. So get in touch with us um, as well at That'll Teach You Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow Jane on Instagram at The Mindful Teacher. I mean, if you really want to, you can listen to my comedy podcast, Legitimate Likes. Um, There's a shameless plug. But no, please do follow and subscribe to our podcast. Give it a rating and a review because that helps move it up various algorithms and things like that as far as I can understand and also please get in touch and ask us any questions that you might have and yeah let's 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 see how the year goes so thank you yeah we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.